0: I'm Calvin Innes, I'm the Artistic Director of the Shorelines Project. Uh, so we, we started working with the Rights Community Action about a year ago. We um, talking about the project, um, essentially as a, as a way of uh, raising awareness around flooding in Hull. Uh, so Hull is at a massive risk of flooding, um, but it's quite a big issue that people sort of struggle to get their heads around. Particularly because the people that are most affected by it have other things on. Um, you're literally talking about families that are struggling to get food on the table the next day, to, to clothe the children. So when you're talking about uh, flood risk, something that might affect them in 15, 20 years time, it's kind of the last thing on the mind. So the way to kind of get this message across to people and start discussion is through art. Um, So this is why we're looking at installing a series of 10 to 15 murals across Hull, large large art pieces, to start people just uh, talking about this. Um, And then the Shorelines Project gives them the the tools they need to uh, lobby the council, lobby the government and actually make a change.
1: And of course flooding is not just a thing of the future in Hull. We've had it back in 2007 and again later and increasingly. uh, So I guess it is something that... Whilst isn't the pressing need because particularly if people are you know fighting to put food on the table, it's no no doubt uh,
0: an added burden for those who are affected by it. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the crazy thing. There's been um, two apparently uh, once in a century events in the last 14 years, um, so this is going to happen again um, relatively soon, definitely within my children's lifetime. Um, so it's, it's something unless something is done about it now, it's it's going to have a devastating effect on Hull. Um, the thing is about people they're kind of they're quite resilient people get over things quite quickly which is great Um, but it also means they forget quite quickly as well so considering uh, there was a major flood event sort of nine years ago a lot of people have already kind of moved on and forgotten this or aren't actually aware of it so the shorelines project is about kind of keeping this front of mind and keeping people talking about it.
2: Naomi Luda Thompson director at Rights Community Action. Um, So um, as Cal said with basically um, started doing the shorelines project because what we wanted to do is um, help people to imagine the future. So the real thing about climate change, it's obviously not that you can't see it necessarily, you can't see greenhouse gas emissions. If you've got a coal mine in front of you, you, you know that's something big, it's right in front of you, it's an actual threat to the environment. But flooding you don't necessarily see unless it's actually with you And as Cal says, also it can be something that's happened in the past and you're not necessarily thinking about it happening in the future. But everybody needs to be involved in the decision because if we're building the infrastructure to defend ourselves from sea level rise, 1.5 metres is significant amounts of sea level rise. You have to start building it now. There's no point building it in 2040, 2050 because we we won't be able to defend ourselves then. So that's all about getting people involved now. And of course, if you can't see the problem now, um, art helps us to kind of visualise that get people emotionally connected to the risks that they're facing and help them to get involved in the decision-making process so it's about kind of giving power to people to get involved
1: and that sort of empowerment not only in terms I guess of alerting them to uh, defending their properties or being prepared but also feeling that they can do something about climate change because every individual Action or emotion makes a difference?
2: Yes, I think every, you know, we've all got to take action individually, um, and the sum of all those individual actions will obviously add up to something greater. The big thing about these really big risks that we face in terms of sea level rise is that, you know, it needs a massive amount of investment and um, you know the people who are going to be living in that place need to be part of the decision as to what to do about it what sort of solution will be um, will be created will be built Um, it shouldn't be imposed it should be something that the people living there then decide together this is the solution that we want for our place which will help us to face that future
1: so uh, i guess helping have this community input to the design of the defense I guess that balance of nature-based solutions and physical structures that are a little more oppressive.
2: Yes, and I think it's also, it's not just about that, but it's also calling for those solutions. It's about saying that we need that support rather than ignoring the problem or, you know, it not being present, you know, in um, the society or cultural life of the city. It's actually something that everybody acknowledges and is aware of and then it's part of that solution um, rather than it being a top-down process.
3: I'm Pedro. I'm the, the, the coordinator of painting mural, breakdown walls. I am the first, and I, I am an artist. Mm. Um, from my experience in Cot 21 in Paris in 2015, and in Madrid in 2018-19, um, Cot 25, I was thinking. Uh, about glasgow to the necessity to bring something that attract the attention of the people uh, uh, about the concern the climate crisis so i try to connect with murals murals the global south with the global north this uh, start the initiative but the initiative was from indigenous communities in Guatemala, in particular the indigenous start to painting mural in, in, in your communities and using the walls. Mm-hmm. That's the reason the name of the project painting murals break down walls is because there is wall, start to building wall visible and invisible walls that separates the people and the people that is on the other side the wall is the people that uh, ask for climate justice, for mm. climate, uh, for social justice. So it is, it is here uh, um, is when I start this initiative. Mm. So the initiative is to attract the attention in COP twenty-six. Uh, uh, for the murals because the mural is a new language it's and a visual mm-hmm. language then uh, people have the opportunity to look the murals and uh, connect with mm. with climate change I invited Gustavo as part of this project an artist a resident artist mm. to connect with the people to painting the murals and with the connection with Shoreline mm. and a Community Rights Action. Mm. So they support, it, they uh, get the funding to bring Gustavo to Glasgow. And stay with us, Gustavo.
4: Hi, I'm Chris. I'm also involved with um, painting murals, tearing down walls. I'm here just to translate for Gustavo. I'm not a professional translator, but I've been translating informally for Gustavo and also as part of the workshops that he's been involved in.
5: Well, bueno, primero, it's es, very es important coincid he's aquí very happy that we've co- that
4: everything's coincided at the moment because there are a lot of things that we share in common
5: y estamos haciendo algo muy parecido the en murals
4: America are very China important um, país, like they were saying for raising kind of social es, consciousness and also that people the people that he's working with don't have access to the media and, and so they don't have a, a voice and so the mural is like a visual voice for them
5: el mural, el, el muralismo y el arte público Son medios de comunicación yeah, so for themselves, públicos,
4: obviously art in public spaces is, is public kind of visual de art, de but the most important the thing about the way that he works is involving the community so that they are part of the process and he also said that it is a very empowering experience to be part of that and to to contribute and to see what you think and feel visually represented.
5: So I so the last bit first. It's
4: so, so the colourful voice that will stay in the in, in stay in the community. So that's the kind of role of the mural, but also just to involve, like you saying the same thing, to involve people in the process, in the decision making process, and look at the things that are affecting them. So whether that's like contamination of the of the of the rivers and so on, so that they have that. Um, Kind of consciousness but also have that visual representation and and voice and again that's an empowering experience
5: mm-hmm. We're part, We're part, of, to part of
4: the solution so um, it, through, the, through this process and that is the connection and so and when he's invited to speak particular. um about that experience he always talks about that collectivity and getting people involved and people being involved in the in the process
1: and, and in terms of creating the artwork. What is he channeling there? Is he channeling his own perceptions and feelings about climate change uh, or is he also maybe translating what he feels from his community as well? So when,
5: when he's
4: painting it isn't just about him. So it's not him as a as an individual artist. He does cha- he He's inspired by the people that are around him painting. Any in any particular context, he's um, yeah. He's inspired by how he knows the people feel because of the conversations they have around when they're actually painting, and he's inspired by knowing the effects that you know the kind of exploitation and kind of multinational corporations are having on those communities as well. So he has that lived experience. He listens to the community and lives. with with the community in which he's working, and then he's inspired by that collective process of actually painting something together.
5: So there's, there's a shared kind of global concern, I guess, about the,
4: about the environment so that he can also connect with Although the experiences there are different, the, he can connect with people's concern about the environment, kind of wherever they wherever they are, and that connection is something that unites us and, and brings us together. And so that's another reason why he's he's kind of happy that this, all of this has kind of coincided together.
1: And have you started to get some reaction to the mural here yet from people who are seeing it? Yeah, so
5: it's
3: not
4: only the group that's painting, which is a really interesting group. There's it's quite a small group, but there's about eight different languages spoken amongst the people that are in the in the small group, which is really uh, really interesting. So again, it's that communication visually. But he's also saying they are beginning. They've been painting for a week now, and they are beginning to um, kind of draw the attention of the people. It. So it's outside the Scottish Opera building. It's on a wall really close to their entrance and so they're beginning to attract the attention of the people that work in the building the students that are come out from the back entrance of the royal conservatory of scotland and so he says that and and that the people in scottish opera are you know they give them kind of like biscuits they're supporting them they're encouraging them and they're get they are getting more involved because they're seeing the image grow over the week as they pass by every day um, so he they're beginning to build that kind of social cohesion around around the
5: mural. So mm-hmm. they
4: um, they're understanding that it isn't just an artist going in to paint something on the wall. It's actually that it comes from a concern from the about the environment, and that helps to build the interest and the social connections with what they're doing as well.
1: And, and so, what does it mean that you've been? really a catalyst in some ways or a supporter of this whole project to bring this to fruition.
2: Um, it's hugely important. Um, I think that we need to use every means that we have at our disposal. Um, the time is now to act on climate change. And I think art has a really big role to play in helping people to imagine that future. Some people are already facing that future already or huge risk and damage. Um, but art helps us to connect emotionally with it so that we all start to live differently and we accept that. Um, and it's we use art. I think it's part of that and it's great to see this mural going up and the community starting to get involved and to to speak to that mural and to reflect upon the mural and obviously it will stay here for many years so it will be that constant reminder I hope for people here in Glasgow about climate change and the need to act.
1: And what does it mean for you (laughs) to see this project come to fruition here in Glasgow to to, to see this this, this great project um, coming in front of such an audience? To bring
3: Gustavo to Glasgow uh, was part of the initiative, and how to connect with not only Gustavo to bring to stay here to paint in a mural, sino, you know, make the connection with the communities, make the connection with another groups like uh, Community Right Action or short Lines. It was the idea. Mm. to participate, open the, the, the space for individuals, for communities, and for organisation. I think so, uh, we achieved this uh, initiative. Mm. It's the more important.
1: Mm.
6: Yeah.
1: Now, y- you were there in Paris five years yes, ago. Yes. Uh, when we had Article 6 and the agreements and all that sort of thing. Mm what does it feel now seeing progress or some progress here actually in Glasgow bueno uh,
3: sorry um, in Paris I, I'm going to refer Was I uh, see in Paris um, in Paris there was murals but the murals in Paris were more aesthetic now in, in Glasgow, the mural has more importance because it's a communication way, but imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, in this moment, in this COP, the mural is very important. Start to move to be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. This is the, our, our um, feeling. Our concern, the, the mural became more more important and this COP is, is one of the challengers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bueno, a- another thing, uh, there is a difference from Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris was more uh, political, or take the decision, very important decisions. Hmm. No, was the same in Madrid. Madrid and the reality not take uh, uh, decision that change the actual situation. I hope Glasgow at the end of the, the, the summit take an important decision. Then it's possible to get the next step, looking in the
1: reality for solutions. So would you say the murals now? reflect the sense of urgency and maybe frustration that we need to implement big decisions quickly? Well, the, the mural is
3: an answer. It's a solution, but the, the solution is to change the education. Need to change the education system. We can't resolve anything in no change the education system. I think so, uh, Scott, uh, right communities action uh, is working in this way hmm? how to, to to start to change uh, everything yes. in the society in the communities and in, in individual manner. Hmm? Lovely.
6: Now a voice we haven't heard from yet <laughs> I must Hi. bring in. Hello I'm Alex Goodman I'm a lawyer working in environmental law.
1: So from, from your uh, background you know what's been your impression of this project?
6: Uh, I'm a lawyer and I work with communities who want to bring litigation around climate change so I'm a kind of few ripples down from the kind of collective work that we're hearing about here so I suppose after consciousness has been raised and some sort of movement or community action is built one of the actions that communities might want to take would be to challenge a situation through the law and I'm a kind of intermediary I suppose between the communities and then the figures in the establishment who have some position to change something around that. So the environmental lawyer's role is really to empower the environmental defenders in the communities. Um, so that's how I kind of, I suppose, build on this, on this, on this work, but at a at a stage down the road. Yeah,
1: but this will raise awareness, and I guess y- you can offer uh, uh, a device in some instances to challenge legally either bad practice or the need for better defence?
6: Yes, exactly. So I've worked on cases around fracking or energy um, and what we try to do really is to ensure that my work as a lawyer is not just simply about what can be quite a theoretical set of work but it's about ensuring the community itself is empowered and emboldened and gets a stronger sense of its own ability to influence how decisions are, are, are taken. So. Um, That's how I see the role of the law, really, is is supporting the climate movement.
1: I mean, one of the themes that's come out in discussions that I've had with lots of people in Glasgow is the need for global cooperation and cross-party working. And here we're seeing this pulling together of arts, communications, law, as part and parcel of that whole mechanism, if you like, that we're going to need going forward together and not to polarise uh, parties, if we're going to actually see a meaningful outcome to tackling climate change.
6: Yes, and I, I mean, I think that you know, as a lawyer, that role of linking the vast amount of work that's going on at a grassroots level to the establishment figures is is where the lawyers can can come in because it's very much just thinking about how we're hearing translation it's like that it's it's translating a certain voice from the grassroots level into the technocratic language that the people in positions of authority speak and and that's what that's how, how i hope i can be of you know assistance to the Huge global movement that's taking place.
4: Just to link to that, and going back to the global south, in about half an hour's time, Amnesty International having a vigil just along the river here, and that's in def- that's um, raising awareness, I guess, about those in the global south who don't have an environmental aura, or it's a very risky place to be an environmental aura, and so many defenders of the environment have been killed. So that's uh, or in are in prison. So that's what the Amnesty International vigil is, and this, there's hundreds, for example, in Colombia. Um, of, of environmental defenders at many different levels who have been who've been killed and. Um however much there may be the role of an environmental lawyer it's probably also a very risky business but i think that's really important that's for uh, yesterday we were on a march and it was you know it was it was felt a pretty safe place to be but for a lot of people at the front end of climate change especially in latin america that won't be the case and they'll be putting their lives at risk to defend defend their land to defend the forests um to defend yeah against kind of mining and kind of profit interest from you know some of the very places into you know, some of the very places in the city here um, so that I think just to bring that full circle I think. Yeah,
6: so yeah there was I mean there's been a whole section of the COP26 has been about climate litigation and there have been hundreds of lawyers here from all over the world including people who acting in countries where it's a very perilous activity and much braver than people in the west trying to bring these points and um, yeah I mean just to add on, on, on what was being said there about you know how courageous some of that work is elsewhere if you're if you're seeking to use the law to challenge these practices
1: yeah. and maybe we could just ask that point uh, in 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 mexico is there a feeling of freedom of expression or or or, or is there an undercurrent uh, of, of oppression there or is it more of a free there is a freedom to express oneself openly
5: we know in in, Me- in mexico Okay. Yeah, he says it's very difficult
4: for people who want to defend Mother Earth—the rivers, the air, the the land. Um, there's probably a complication there with land that's owned collectively, and not individually. Um Yeah, because there is just there's a lot of interest from international. Um, you particularly mentioned Canadian companies, um, and and so the state uses um, the, the army, the paramilitaries. There's also a connection with drug. Um, drug uh, the drug lords um, and so it's very difficult for people to to yeah to dif- to defend those things the whole apparatus in place to defend the interests of the multinationals um, so it's very risky either there is definitely cases of assassinations or people might have to go into exile or work um, work under the radar so he says for example when he's working with communities and he's painting murals often they have to do that at night or they have to do it um, yeah kind of under the radar are um, hidden because it is a risky, it is a risky business. More for those who are defending the land, but also like as an artist who's working with those communities.
1: So just coming back to shorelines, it's interesting, isn't it? How much we take for granted our our freedoms of expression and everything else, and yet there's also these connections with communities around the world facing similar challenges.
0: Yeah, it, it's that's uh, one of the things that's kind of come out around the project. Is um, it started off as a, a whole project? Um, and kind of very much sort of focused on Hull, but it isn't a Hull conversation. Um, it's kind of it's a big reason why we wanted to kind of bring the project up to Glasgow as well. Is it's it's a global conversation. It needs everybody to be involved in the conversation. It also needs um, people beyond Hull to actually uh, get involved um, to to actually make this change. Um, it can be driven by the people of, of Hull, absolutely. But in order for everything to actually be carried through um, and for real action to be taken, it needs to be a much, much bigger conversation. It needs to be a national conversation. It needs to be an international conversation. Um, And one of the things that kind of come out from this week, uh, a lot of the conversations we've been having, is exactly the same issues. Um, uh, It's all over the world. Um, It doesn't really matter where you're based, Um, in South America, across Europe, um, or through to Hull. um, The issues are kind of exactly the same.
1: And you've been participating uh, in the marches here, meeting communities. I don't know, what what sense, what feeling does that give you as you're connected with everything that's happening here uh,
0: outside COP26? Uh, It's been amazing to be honest. It's it's been eye-opening to me. It's it's, it's the first COP I've attended. Um, The the amount of passion um, from, from people from completely different backgrounds. Um, was incredible that was kind of the thing for me yesterday is I'm not somebody who kind of uh, naturally gets involved in protests and walks and that kind of stuff um, I was there for four or five hours yesterday and spoke to hundreds of people um, and completely different backgrounds completely different ages different nationalities and there's just a shared passion for generally making a change um, and yeah it was uh, it was quite exciting to see well that's been um a really great discussion today so thanks for your time and uh, great
1: projects thank you very much indeed